The Global Threat Report, uh, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by Global Threat Solutions, a 100% veteran-owned Long Island-based security investigations firm, offering so many services. Uh, Check it all out for peace of mind in uncertain times. Uh, Go to the website, globalthreatsolutions.com, or you make a phone call. Any questions, 646-946-6649. And the captain, and don't forget the captain's brief, on uh, Saturdays at 11 o'clock, the great show by the Captain Ken Bombay and uh, Tom Evans. Uh, you do not want to miss uh, an episode uh, every Saturday from 11 to 11.30. Great having you, Cap. Uh, I'll tell you, there's a lot going on, including that of what was supposed to be just a great celebration uh, of a wonderful Super Bowl finish by the Kansas City Chiefs in their second win in a row championship. Uh and marred by gun violence. Here we go again. 22 people, one dead, eight children. My goodness. Uh, you know, as we got on with the day, we kind of heard bits and pieces. There were some heroes involved in that crowd. And uh, one lady that lost her life. Just senseless stuff. Three in custody right now. What else do we know, my friend? Morning, Jay. Yeah, so... As we know, there was a the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade was interrupted with gunfire. And, you know, it's almost fitting at this point with crime the way it is across the country, especially violent crime, that they would target such a high profile event. And one thing is uh, has been put out by law enforcement is this is criminal in nature, not terrorist in nature, because there was a lot of speculation in, in the first place when this occurred. As you know, they had like 800 officers assigned to this, which sounds like a lot, but they were expecting up to a million people to attend the event. That's a lot of people to police. And so far, what we know is three people have been taken into custody. Police are continuing to investigate. You had 22 people shot. Many of them were children, Jay, and they have severe injuries from gunfire. One is confirmed dead, but that number is expected to possibly rise. And that one person is a local DJ who they now have information on in, in the news. And as I said, the police were out in force at this parade, at, at this parade and they responded very quickly. Um, there was also some talk about fans having ta- tackled somebody, and there's some video. They have not yet confirmed that that is, in fact, the perpetrator or one of the perpetrators. Um, they also have said that they have... They have um, they seized weapons, but they have not given any information on those weapons as far as caliber, the type, um, how many there were exactly. They haven't put that out. And as you'd expect, the response so far, President Biden and VP Kamala Harris are calling for Congress to act on gun legislation because of this outrageous shooting that took place. But uh, as always, I'd say, it's, I mean, listen, we could probably use some gun legislation at some level. Maybe it has to do with the age of people that possess weapons, but in this case, Jay, we don't even know if these were legally possessed weapons. Um, and if they're not, legislation wouldn't really have prevented this shooting. So it just seems like that's the constant response from people on the left is gun legislation. And uh, of course, they always get pushback from people on the right concerning Second Amendment rights. But on a more practical matter, I'd like to at least know what type of weapons were these? Were they legally possessed or illegally possessed? And and discuss that once we have those facts. Yeah. And, and listen, this is going to 
drum it all up as far as conversation uh, and everything else. I, I definitely feel we need to do, you know, you know listen, um, for every good person, millions of good people, there's two or three that just are not good. They're bad. Uh, and that's what we saw yesterday. Uh, you know, the problem is we don't have enough services out there. I think mental health, we, 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 we do the same conversations over and over again, Cap. Mental health services and whatnot, we got to do a better job. Yes, background checks uh, have to be in play. Yes, age plays a factor. I always go back to the 18-year-old in Uvalde, went to the Walmart to buy some guns on his 18th birthday. we got to do a better job, you know, in that regard. Uh, we just can't file an application and hand over a rifle to somebody. Uh, we just can't do that. Um, you know, th- these incidents will never end until we have some significant conversations. Uh, and I'm not talking about uh, taking anybody's right to defend themselves at all. I'm not. Uh, but we have to kind of focus in on the right stuff. And that's always been the problem. You know, these incidents kind of come and go, and then we forget about it, right? They just get swept under. But we got to have some mean- meaningful discussion and not some silly discussions uh, regarding gun restrictions and laws that really are meaningless that will never go anywhere as far as the negotiation is concerned. So, you know, we got to have some quality talk here. That's the bottom line. That's right. And, you know, Jace, the thing is that the vast majority of shootings in this country are conducted with handguns that are illegally possessed. That's the facts. The vast majority. So I know that it always comes back to assault rifles, and it always comes back to banning firearms, and it also and passing legislation. But again, the vast majority are conducted with handguns that are illegally possessed, which means, you know, those shootings would have still occurred. Laws would not have stop those shootings and where do we go from there we have more guns than human beings in this country so it's going to be a matter of trying to get those illegal firearms off the streets um and take and i i would agree with that police conducting those types of operations and maybe that initiative needs to be led from someone at the federal level you know uh as like a, a task force and then what you said is so true and that has to do with the the mental health background checks for people before they get firearms. I, I've dealt with this quite a bit when we used to do threats against public officials and conduct investigations. Yeah. You know, there would be there would be privacy laws in place. And I think when you're if you're applying to have to possess a firearm, that should go out the window. You should the police should have access to any mental health records when someone's applying for a firearm. And that's not the case everywhere, not by far. So there are some common sense things we could do without telling people we're banning a certain type of weapon or, or banning weapons in general. And by the way, more importantly, on a practical note, I don't think that's going to be nearly as effective as people think. These are people who are hell-bent on shooting as many people as they can and usually planning killing themselves. So the laws aren't going to make much of a difference. But And when you have you know, hundreds of millions of guns in this country, they're going to get those firearms to conduct these shootings. Um, so I think we need a better strategy going forward to try and contain these things. And I think also, Cap, what happened in that Michigan courtroom 10 days ago is vital uh, going forward. And that is if you possess 
and use it apparently uh, a firearm, well, guess what? Uh, you are responsible as far as the parents are concerned, if there is one, or a guardian, wherever that individual might be living under the roof of, um, there is going to be some accountability. And what happened with those two parents, the Crumbleys, uh, you know what? That has to be served as an eye-opener. I believe in accountability. I believe in responsibility. You know, you go back to the day. You go back to, I mean, listen, if nothing was ever done after the Newtown deal, 26 children and staff, uh, over the school in Connecticut, going back to what year twenty ten it was. I mean, my goodness, you know, we got to really get right down to it and immediately. Enough is enough. Lock yourselves behind closed doors and figure it out. That's why we elect you to go to Washington and figure things out here. Okay, there has to be accountability with guardians, without question. I mean, that has to be cemented. What happened in Oxford, Michigan, you know, that, that to me is a, is a Roe v. Wade type deal. Cemented and taken in play forever. There must be some accountability. Has to be kept. Yeah. There, there is, that, that is a huge problem in this country in general, not just in reference to shootings. It's just a lack of accountability for the youth in this country that we've seen. And, of course, it's a lot of these issues. Um, you know, again, Jay, even when, when – talking about Newtown, it's, you know, the, one, one day when we have our show, I'll bring up the exact numbers, but the, it's such a small amount of shootings in comparison to the overall shootings in this country um, that are conducted, say, with long guns like that, those types of active shooter scenarios. The vast majority of these shootings are in inner cities and they're with handguns and they're illegally possessed weapons and there's youth shooting each other. That is the vast majority of shootings in the country, so much so that any shootings with long guns, it's a tiny percentage. So although it gets all of the attention, I think that when we have this conversation, it has to be an honest one. And because I don't think that, I think that's a, a, an injustice also. How about all the shootings, the, the far, far higher numbers of shootings that took place in, in inner city Chicago? No one even talks about it. No one cares. How about all those people getting shot and killed? And it just doesn't get the attention. It will not get the attention as if it has to, as if it's labeled as a mass shooting. Um, although many of those shootings are, because the, the, it's like four or more people shot um, by someone who doesn't know them. That's one of the criteria used. You know how many? Sh- the vast majority of those shootings are are kids shooting at each other in cities. That's what it is with illegal handguns. So if we're going to address the gun problem in this country, let's address it and not just put 90% of our resources for 2% of the problem. And I, I'll tell you right now, it's not even 2%. So, yeah, I think there needs to be some honesty when they have these conversations, too, if you really want to get guns off the streets and you really want to um, bring down these numbers of illegal weapons possession and shootings. Yep, no doubt about it. Captain with us, Global Threat Report, globalthreatsolutions.com. Cop, Cap, let's move on. Before we get to the Putin and the nuke stuff, uh, let's get to the Mayorkas stuff real quick, where the impeachment of this Homeland Security Secretary uh, on Tuesday, you know, you think about it. Um, yeah, it's a win, but we all know that it's going to die in the vine as far as the Senate is concerned. Is it warranted? Yes, absolutely warranted. Uh, is a guy who basically lied to all of us, lied to Congress. 
you know, uh, a court order he defied. I mean, if you, if you can't even use the word crisis up until recently, uh, he used the word, it's a challenge, you know, because that's a scripted comment of what the White House wants Alejandro Mayorkas to say. And quite frankly, when you oversee a border and you have a total breakdown and 9 million plus have gone through it, uh, you are refusing to follow the laws of immigration. Uh, you have allowed all these individuals into our country. Uh, you basically have told us that the border was was uh, secure, uh, that it's the previous administration's problem, uh, that the Congress uh, can turn around real quick, which is another lie. He can do it quick, uh, meaning Joe Biden. But in essence, you know, because, again, of the uh, logistics of the law, so to speak. Uh, he will live another day, Alejandro will, as far as his position is concerned, Cap. Yeah. So, Jay, you know, there's so much pushback from Democrats on this impeachment. And like you said, this is this is dead already. It's never going to get through the Senate, but it's symbolic. And I think the Republicans in Congress needed this because they failed in their first attempt. Um, it has brought to light that, that that's why you would take the time to move forward with something like this, knowing that it's not going to come to fruition, is because it's been so much has been brought to light in these hearings. Now, what I would say is, you know, a, a big pushback on the left is obviously, you know, they're not seeing evidence of it. In order to impeach him, you need treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. They're saying there's, there's no evidence of that. And what I would say is, what in support of what you were just talking about, Jay, Based on what he has done to this country and the, the number of people on the terror watch list and fentanyl and the thousands of people that have died from these policies on the border, criminals, gangs coming through here, um, you know, the, the uh, human trafficking, all the atrocities, the people dying trying to get over, mass waves of humanity moving to the border. If he's not, if they don't have evidence of one of those things, that justify him being impeached, and we need to change the laws. Because if somebody could do what he's done, and there's no repercussions, because this is obviously done, was done intentionally. And this whole argument now, as we approach the presidential election, saying, well, we need, you know, it's, this is a problem with Congress, not the president. It's, it's clearly not accurate. This, the border was complete, was, did not have this problem under the last president. And in 30 days, as this president took office, he took unilateral action to create this crisis at the border. Immediately. It happened immediately, Jay. So my question is, if he didn't need Congress to create this mess at the border, why does he need Congress to fix it? Doesn't even make sense, their argument. He did this through executive orders and policy changes. Congress was not involved. Just do what the last guy did. Let's get the border secure, and then we'll move forward with congressional uh, changes. Right now, we need to secure the border because everyone agrees this is a massive crisis. And the, the dangers that it has brought into this country, the threats, we have not seen those come to fruition yet. And you will, unfortunately, Jay. We have terrorists right now in this country because of those border policies. And, uh, and I'm afraid that ultimately they will act, and we're going to see that. That's just one angle. Forget about the mass amounts of fentanyl. How about the 
increase in Chinese nationals, military-aged Chinese nationals crossing the border that we haven't seen before. Why is that happening, Jay? I mean, if he's not guilty of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, then let's find something. This, we need a policy in this country to remove someone like that who's intentionally endangering the country. That's what I would say. Uh, listen, I agree. Uh, and, you know, it's no joke anymore either. You know, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, we don't have to. Why do we have to go through all this rigmarole? If somebody's not doing his job and he's putting 330 million lives at risk, uh, why, why can't we remove a guy like that? You know, and, and for that matter, I'm going to tell you something. Joe Biden as well. Joe Biden as well. Make it a package deal. I mean, if you're not going to provide the safety of the American people here, based on all that's going on, 9 million plus terrorist watch list, cartels, human trafficking, fentanyl, killing 80,000 people. Uh, listen, what, what, what else could the grounds be to fire somebody? I mean, honestly. I mean, this guy is the worst I've ever seen. I've ever seen in a cabinet. Ever. Now, historian, folks, you go back 150 years, this wasn't done to anybody. You have to go back to the Ulysses S. Grant days. He was the 18th president of the United States when one of his cabinet members was gone, impeached. Mayorkas should go. Hands down. We don't need to go through this, that. Vote here, vote there, Senate, dead on the floor. I'm so sick and tired of this. I'm sick. Sick of it. I really am. Number one issue. Number one issue. Come yeah. November the 5th. Number one. Number one okay. issue. And I got to hear Tom Swazi say, you know what? We should have voted for the bill. No, we shouldn't have voted for the bill. To allow 5000 a day? Are you kidding me? Well, it's better than nothing. No. Sorry. That's, that's not better than nothing, Jay. That's normalizing this behavior at the border, this type of uh, this type of activity at the border. That's what they want to do. They want to act like they're trying to help, but they want to actually put into law that they're allowed to bring up to 5,000 people a day. That's, I mean, it's so blatant what's going on here. I don't understand how, this, how people in America are not seeing this and wouldn't push back. On, on what we're on how this is unfolding right now he mayorkas intentionally created these policies and he did it purely for political reasons i mean let's just call it what it is jay they want to turn texas blue and in a bigger scale they want to guarantee democrat presidents for the next 50 years by changing the demographics of the country that's exactly what this is about nobody could come up with a logical reason please present it to me Somebody come up with a logical reason why they made these policy changes and created this massive crisis. Without Congress, they did that through the executive branch. Somebody explain to me the purpose behind them doing this other than for political reasons. I have not heard one suggestion. Just a, uh, it's just one of those things, man. I'll tell you. We talk about this ad nauseum. Nothing ever gets done. Now, last thing. This is a very serious thing. Uh, alarming new U.S. intelligence here regarding Putin and Russia wanting to put nuclear weapons in space. Why? To knock out all the satellites, folks. Uh, I'm not kidding. It is frightening. The revelation and everything else uh, that the House Intelligence Committee Chair Cap Mike Turner publicly said that Congress 
had information on a serious, serious national security threat here. Now there is intense, underline that a few hundred times, speculation going on here as far as the Kremlin. They haven't done it yet, the launching of nuclear weapons into orbit, but interested in doing so. Scary as could be, Captain. Yeah. So, Jay, this story came out initially through ABC News, and it all started when the House Intelligence Committee Republican Rep. Mike Turner from Ohio, he issued this cryptic statement announcing that the panel had information concerning a serious national security threat. And this threw up flags and alarms everywhere. Mm. And uh, although there has been some confusion and much hasn't been released at this point, it appears that what Congressman Turner is referring to is that Russia is developing a capability of some sort to attack U.S. and other satellites in space. Now, there's also some speculation that this capability may be nuclear in nature, and that's what has everybody um, uh, alarmed right now, so alarmed. Specifically, it's been reported that Russia is developing a space-based nuclear capability that has the potential to threat U.S. and other, its allies and other satellites, um, and Russia's capacity could allow it to target satellites. Remember, right now, it's not just the U.S. Um, Ukraine is using satellites, and they use Starlink to target Russian assets right now. So this could be another reason that they're moving in this direction. Now, our National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, says that he's planning to meet with House leaders today. He's going to be doing that to discuss this. Now, here's the thing, Jay. It's unclear what exactly the capability is that Russia's working on. And um, importantly, whether it is a nuclear-powered device or a nuclear weapon, because those are two very different things. There's some speculation, Jay, that they're working on a nuclear reactor that could power other space-based weapons that aren't nuclear weapons. And that, to me, makes a little bit more sense, because I'll tell you, there's some experts that feel nuclear weapons wouldn't even really be that effective at targeting satellites. Um, because in space with the vacuum, they don't have that same type of impact that they have uh, that they would have on Earth as far as having that shock wave. But more importantly, um, there's experts that say yes, they uh, they can nuclear weapons can destroy satellite capabilities in space, but they do it indiscriminately. Okay, so when they do that with just a nuclear weapon, they would also be destroying Russian and Chinese satellites, which obviously they wouldn't want to do. So it could be that they're developing this nuclear reactor that they want to base, to power some other type of weapon to target satellites. Now, there are rules around this. Um, U.S., Russia, China, they've already had the capability to attack satellites. Everybody knows that. They've, uh, they've knocked out um, satellites they no longer want to use in space. They've done this already. Russia's done this. But there is this Outer Space Treaty of 1967 that explicitly bans the use of nuclear weapons in space. And it's pretty... Um, broad, explaining there should not be weapons, nuclear weapons of any kind, brought to or stored or staged in space. So, you know, we're going to hear a lot about this over the next few weeks. It seems like I think our intelligence professionals probably knew, know a little bit more about this for a longer period of time. But now that it's coming to the public's attention, they're going to they're going to demand more information on this, and you're probably going to hear this discussed, you know, in the UN and other international bodies too 
Yep, very troubling, very troubling here. And, of course, you know, you're dealing with a, uh, a warped mind in uh, Putin. It's a shame that Tucker Carlson didn't have this information. I'm wondering uh, if he would have maybe asked a question of that regard uh, to uh, to Putin in his interview, but I doubt it. Uh, but uh, all in all, something else to be aware of uh, as, you know, you're talking about a $60 billion uh, you know, a d- denomination now uh, on the table in aid for Kiev to fend off uh, the invasion of Vladimir Putin, which is two years, hard to believe, two years. Uh, it'll be next week. So uh, there you go. Lots on the line. Captain Show. Cap, we have anybody for Saturday yet, or you want to you, you come back with that? We're going to come back with that. We'll release that before Saturday, who we're going to have on as our guest, Jay. But there's so much to talk about. We're going to have to pick and choose between the shootings. And um, this Russia threat is probably going to be a primary focus. I'd like to dig into some of the uh, get in the weeds with that and explain to the listeners exactly what this threat could potentially mean. Gotcha. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, for peace of mind in uncertain times, again, go to that website, Global Threat Solutions, an incredible company the captain has set up uh, that provides so much, so many services for peace of mind in uncertain times. GlobalThreatSolutions.com. Cap, appreciate a couple of minutes, a lot on the plate today. And uh, we'll chat. We'll chat. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Thank you. You got it.